COVID-19 has hit the Minnesota Wild. How will that impact their game against the Seattle Kraken? And what do the Wild need to do in order to beat Philip Grubauer and Seattle? We find out today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we discuss the COVID-19 situation that the Minnesota Wild find themselves in with uh, apparently a couple of players that will be put on the COVID-19 list. So we will look at the timeline of uh, how things have unfolded for the Minnesota Wild as they gear up to play the Seattle Kraken tonight as part of a three-game road trip. Uh, we'll also take a look at what the Wild need to do in order to beat the Seattle Kraken and uh, try to get a win against Philip Grubauer, who has had some good success against the Wild throughout his career, assuming he is the one that starts for the Kraken. So a lot to get to on today's show. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer uh, with over a decade's worth of experience covering Minnesota sports. Happy to have you along on a Thursday edition of Lockdown Wild, but uh, unfortunately... Not uh, ideal news for the Wild uh, as we gear up for this game against the Kraken as uh, COVID-19 has um, taken its hold on this team with uh, positive tests for uh, three assistant coaches as well as general manager Bill Guerin and now two players it sounds like. So uh, the Wild's going to be a little shorthanded, although they did call up a couple of names uh, from Iowa to uh, be on the roster for the game against Seattle. So we'll look at that as well uh, here today. Let's just start by going with the timeline of uh, when things ended up happening. It uh, took place yesterday, and uh, Michael Russo was all over it, as he usually is. Uh, starting off uh, from Russo, getting the sense that uh, the Minnesota Wild are dealing with an expanded COVID-19 issue. Wild canceled practice 30 minutes before scheduled practice while at the arena they're supposed to practice in on a testing day here in Seattle. Three assistant coaches who are not on the trip and general manager Bill Guerin have had COVID. Russo follows that up with, uh, to follow up on this, I hear the Minnesota Wild are waiting for follow-up tests, but appears this has indeed filtered into the players, thinking the Wild will need to recall a forward or two. Follow-up to that... If these positives are confirmed, players likely would have to miss at least 10 days and stay in Seattle unless the Minnesota Wilds get them an air ambulance back to Minnesota. Um, and Russo finishes by saying he has heard that the Wild are expected to place at least two players into the COVID-19 protocol. And uh, sources are saying Kyle Rao, Connor Dewar, and uh, John Lazat will be recalled from the Iowa Wild roster. Uh, of the AHL. So that is what we know at this point. And so obviously that's going to have a bit of an impact on the uh, game for the Minnesota Wild 
uh, coming up here this evening against the Seattle Kraken. So I, we don't have the names as of now. was hoping that maybe we would by the time uh, this episode came out. Uh, and so nonetheless, I think if you look at the fact that uh, it is Kyle Rau and uh, Connor Dewar that uh, are coming up uh, for the Wild, um, it, it makes it seem as though it is uh, bottom six players that uh, have been exposed to COVID-19. Now, I mean, that, that certainly is not, um, don't have anything to go off of in that regard, but uh, it makes it seem as though that is the case. Uh, had it been somebody in the top six, uh, it's possible that we would have seen uh, the likes of Adam Beckman be called up uh, to try to fill one of those spots. Um, and on the defensive side of things, Kalen Addison as well, if they were going to be getting some uh, significant minutes over the uh, the next you know couple of weeks um, as these players try to come back from the COVID-19 list. So looks as though it is going to be uh, depth and or the, uh, the bottom six that is impacted uh, by this. But of course, we, we really can't make any sort of assumptions there until we see the names that are put on the list. Thankfully, it is only at this point two players, although having the assistant coaches not be able to make the trip as well uh, is going to be a big blow for this wild team. Uh, we've seen other teams deal with it. The Seattle Kraken dealt with it to start the season. So uh, obviously uh, not ideal circumstances, but uh, you just you have to make do with what you've got. Um, and uh, the Wild, yes, will be a little shorthanded going into this game, but uh, that's something that they're just going to have to uh, to deal with and hope that this does not spread any further um, and uh, that maybe they were able to catch it um, as well. Interesting that uh, in Russo's tweets, noting that practice was canceled when the Wild were already at the arena and uh, were gearing up for the practice for that day. So obviously this was something that did not... Um, become noticed until uh, testing was done uh, that day. So uh, pop-up positive tests, um, certainly the possibility that maybe some of those were false positives, but, um, you know, can't be too careful in these situations. And so we'll, uh, we'll see who is, uh, is put on the list and uh, who will fill those spots. And, of course, we'll keep you up to date with that here on uh, future episodes of Locked on Wild. So uh, just make sure to stay tuned. So that is what we know about the situation at this point. Obviously, really not uh, much more we can do other than just update you as the day goes on as to uh, anything else we hear further. So that's uh, that's where we'll leave it with uh, the Wilds being a little shorthanded heading into their matchup tonight against the Seattle Crack. And we'll dive a little further into the matchup uh, and take a look at some of the numbers that Philip Grubauer has against the Wild throughout the course of his career. And so uh, more to come on today's episode of Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back, and they are better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that welcome bonus. From football, basketball, baseball's World Series, the NHL, boxing, UFC, 
right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. The Wild taking on the Seattle Kraken tonight. Wilds come in with a record of 5-1, and one, and for Seattle, they come into this game with a record of 2-4-1. and one. And uh, so it will be interesting to see how much the Wild are impacted first and foremost by the COVID-19 diagnoses that uh, have taken place for the team. But uh, it's also going to be interesting to see what uh, what the Seattle Kraken look like uh, coming off of their first win at home of the season. This is uh, a Seattle team that has had some very uh, uneven performances, to say the least. And uh, they come in to this matchup uh, currently with a power play percentage worse than the Wild at 14.3% with just three power play goals on the season. Their penalty kill, however, has been very good at 87.5% in uh, 38 more penalty minutes uh, than the Wild have on the season. They've got 118 penalty minutes due the Kraken uh, compared to 80 for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, and you just look at some of these standout performers for this team coming off of arguably their best game of the season, a 5-1 to one win over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Brandon Tanev leading the team with five goals. Jared McCann has three goals. And, uh, of course, some former Wild players on the roster as well. Ryan Donato with two goals uh, on the season as well as an assist. And uh, Carson Soucy with a goal as well um, on the season so far in five games. So interesting mix of players that the uh, the Kraken have at their disposal, with Ryan Donato being the first uh, Kraken player to score in their franchise's history, and Carson Soucy being the first defenseman to score in the Kraken's history. So some interesting trivia that uh, those two former Wild players will be part of um, forever. So that is uh, that is an interesting tie-in to this matchup um, between these two teams. Now, the, uh, the thing, as I mentioned, um, a lot of penalty minutes uh, for this, uh, this Kraken team. I mean, you've got uh, three guys who have uh, 17 penalty minutes, uh, as well as Nathan Bastian, who has 27 penalty minutes on the season so far. And so uh, for the Wilds, it is going to be critical for them tonight to stay out of uh, any sort of spot where, uh, let's say, the Wild take a penalty. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there will be situations like this throughout the game. Got to make sure that you don't give the opposing team uh, a penalty as well. You know, you see uh, those two-minute uh, roughing penalties where uh, both players, you know, drop the gloves and then uh, you go from having a power play to being at four-on-four four, uh, for the uh, duration of that penalty. So got to try to avoid getting in those situations. And it brings me to an interesting stat in looking at um, Kraken goaltender Philip Grubauer, so he's gone up against the Wild 12 times in his career. He's 8-4 and four with a 273 goals against average and a 90.2 save percentage 
in those 12 starts, he's given up 13 power play goals and uh, a shorthanded goal as well. So giving up almost one, uh, over one power play goal per game uh, throughout the course of his career. Obviously, a handful of those matchups come in when he was with the uh, Colorado Avalanche, but also uh, played with Washington before that. So uh, a a veteran goalie uh, at age 29. And so it will be interesting to see uh, if the Wild can uh, can get on him early and can try to take what should be a very robust crowd out of this matchup. Um, the uh, the Kraken, with just a couple of home games, this will be their uh, second, I believe, uh, of the season. Actually, I think it'll be their third. So, obviously, getting used to Climate Pledge Arena, uh, checking out the new digs. A lot of fans have been showing out for this team so far. And so uh, crowd noise, I think, is going to be a factor as well in this game. And uh, so it's going to be paramount for this wild team to do exactly what they did uh, against the Winnipeg Jets and uh, get off to a hot start, um, as well as uh, Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver, the one uh, more notably uh, in the Wild's most recent game, uh, in which they got off to the 1-0 lead, played much better in the first period than they have um, over the last couple of games. So if the Wilds can get off to a great start, can hush that crowd a little bit, and uh, especially get one early on Grubauer so that he doesn't settle in. Again, if Grubauer is the one that starts, that's um, that's going to go a long way for this team, um, especially in a situation where they may find themselves shorthanded. Now, it's going to be difficult if the Wild do end up missing a couple of players on that fourth line um, because you know that has been the glue line and that's been the one that has really helped uh, shore things up for uh, this wild team so far this season. So hopefully it uh, it doesn't impact things too much uh, with one of those guys or or a couple of those guys maybe uh, potentially missing the game. But you know if that fourth line is intact, they're going to have to help um, get this game started off on the right foot. And um, you look up and down this crack in roster as to players that uh, that can certainly beat you. Um, I know he hasn't uh, done a whole lot as of yet, mainly because he is just getting back um, and getting himself into uh, playing shape. But uh, Yanni Gord, of the formerly of the Tampa Bay Lightning, now uh, one of the premier members of this Kraken squad, the Wild are going to need to make sure that he doesn't get uh, into any sort of rhythm uh, that could potentially hurt them in this game too. Very capable of uh, of taking a game over himself. So Wild's got to make sure they keep Yanni Gord quiet as well as the uh, the former Wild players uh, that this game will see because if there's anybody that likes scoring against the Minnesota Wild, it's former Wild players. So we'll see if Donato stays quiet and uh, Carson Soucy as well uh, in their uh, return uh, to take on the Wild, albeit in Seattle this time. So those are some of the keys as to uh, what the Wild need to do in order to come away with a win against Seattle, depending on uh, what the bottom end of this roster looks like. It uh, could be a uh, more difficult task as well. We will finish today's episode 
by uh, taking a look at what Kirill Kaprizov needs to do in order to uh, get back into rhythm and to start to uh, really impact the game as much as he did last year. Uh, so we'll talk about him and Fiala uh, on a little bit of slow skids here. Uh, more to come on that here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait why the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain, store, or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com and check out all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild. And again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Finishing off the show today, talking about a couple of players that are mired in a little bit of a slump. Uh, that being, of course, Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Kevin Fiala has uh, has also not scored here over the last couple of games. Um, we're going to start with Kaprizov and we'll finish with Fiala because I think we're getting a little bit of a difference in uh, tail of the tape between these two guys. Um, both of them not uh, necessarily being productive on the uh, the score sheet. Uh, but uh, doing so in different ways. So uh, with Kaprizov, obviously the uh, newly signed top member of this Minnesota Wild team, and I don't think it's uh, really a surprise to anybody that he is uh, is not performing up to the level that we had hoped, that he had hoped, that the Wild had hoped uh, coming into the season. Five assists is all in six games so far. Um, I did note... Or I did see an interesting note in the broadcast last night uh, on Bally Sports North that uh, Kaprizov, you know, was averaging almost four shots a night um, throughout the course of last year, and uh, had plenty of games in which he averaged, you know, well over that. And uh, so far here in uh, in this part of the season, early on, uh, is averaging um, at least one fewer shot per game. Uh, as well as uh, seeing an increase in penalty minutes. And, you know, we got to be realistic, too, as the situation uh, has unfolded for Kaprizov. Uh, His second year in the league, teams have a book and they have film as to what to try to do to to take him out of the play and to try to neutralize and frustrate him. Um, And so far, opposing teams have done a better job of that than he has adjusting himself. So for Kaprizov, in order to get him back to the level that we had hoped he would get to this year, he's going to need to take it on himself to adjust and to then put the pressure on opponents uh, in terms of how they scheme for him. 
on any given night. It's no different than for those that are Minnesota Vikings fans. It's no different than what Justin Jefferson has dealt with uh, here in his second year in the league. Uh, You see defenses throw a lot more attention at him, and as a result, you maybe try to press a little bit, and uh, it ends up taking your focus off the ball, and that's why we've seen an uptick in drops for him. Uh, This is uh, also, I think, why we've seen an uptick in penalties for Kirill Kaprizov is, you know, it's a lot of it is just frustration. I, I saw at a couple of different points in the Vancouver game where the Canucks had two players that were uh, essentially shadowing him um, throughout uh, his action on the ice. And uh, at the end of the play, did see a little bit of kind of uh, some shoving uh, just to try to kind of get him riled up. And we've seen Kaprizov take a couple of penalties so far this year, just trying to kind of stand up for himself and uh, and show that that kind of thing will not be tolerated, uh, especially with Marcus Foligno on the team. Um, we don't need to – nobody else wants to see – well, other than maybe fans. Nobody in the ice wants to see another Superman punch by uh, Marcus Foligno. So – uh, teams, I think, would be best suited to try not to get him involved uh, in any sort of potential altercation um, on the ice. So Kaprizov, just, he's getting frustrated, which explains the uptick in penalties. But, uh, you know, there are some times as well, I've seen uh, suggested on Twitter that he's just kind of going through the motions at this point. And, you know, I'm sure it's frustrating to, uh, to be in a spot where um, teams are just actively trying to keep the puck away from you um, at all times. And so as wild players start to kind of adjust to this and as Jewel Eriksson-Eck and Matt Zuccarello uh, start to take opportunity of mismatches with so much attention being uh, levied on Kaprizov, then it's going to be a slow go uh, for that line because Kaprizov just does so much. uh, It's hard to really replicate that production. Uh, unless he is impacting the game himself. So Kaprizov hopefully will get things figured out here soon. Um, I I feel like for him it's going to be kind of that first goal is the toughest mentality. And after he gets uh, one, we're going to see a bunch of them uh, come in pretty rapid succession. So Kaprizov, the key for him is adjusting to what teams are doing to him and putting the pressure back on them. Uh, to try to figure out how to readjust to his adjustment to their adjustment to what he was doing last year. So it, it's it's all on Kaprizov now. Just got to continue to do his thing and uh, pick his moments. It, if there is one thing I would uh, request of Kaprizov as well is that I think there are some times uh, where he has the puck and feels the necessity to pass when he may have an opportunity for, you know, him to work some of his magic uh, as opposed to passing to a teammate. I'm not going to fault him if he decides, hey, I'm going to go out and uh, I'm just going to score this myself. Go for it. Absolutely. You have the talent to do so. And, uh, and so you should take advantage of those opportunities. So I'd like to see a little bit more in the shots department from Kaprizov, just trying to get him involved. But uh, I think some of that will come more as his teammates start to adjust, which forces the opponent to not be able to devote as much uh, attention to Kaprizov. Then he goes back to, you know, 
the normal uh, play around him, and uh, then he'll get in on the action as well. Wanted to touch on Fiala as well, as uh, Kevin has gone on a little bit of a scoreless slump here himself. Uh, although, you know, Fiala is still doing a bunch of, of good things for this wild team. Um, he was great as part of the penalty kill against Vancouver. Um, and uh, he, even in that Nashville game, was one of the few guys that uh, that was still, you know, buzzing all the way to the end of the game, trying to make something happen uh, so that the Wild could uh, potentially get back into that game. So I see it with Fiala is that uh, it seems as though he is still putting in the effort and uh, just isn't necessarily getting the opportunities Um at least at this point in the season. Now, Rem Pitlick on his line looked much better, and I think is a much better fit for Fiala than, say, Victor Rask because he's somebody that can push the puck up the ice as opposed to Rask being somebody that kind of, you know, reestablishes once you get into the opponent's, uh, into the opponent's territory. Um, so I think Pitlick is a better fit there, and I think that will help free up some opportunities for Fiala to... Um, to light the lamp and to uh, to pick up some goals here in pretty rapid succession. So hopefully the two top players for the Wilds get it going here tonight. Hopefully the COVID-19 situation um, is a minor one for the Wilds, and we don't see like we saw last year where you get you know a couple of names put right from the get-go, then a whole ton of names put on after that, and then uh, next thing you know, you got a two-week just hiatus waiting for things to blow over so that you can get back to playing hockey. Hopefully, we avoid that here uh, this time around. And uh, I think all in all, that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. We'll see how things turn out against the Seattle Kraken here this evening. Uh, should be a great matchup between these two teams. Excited to see what Climate Pledge Arena looks like, um, albeit from the other end of the country. Uh, gonna have to get out there for uh, for a game at some point. So hopefully uh, the Wild are able to pick up a win here tonight, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that and everything else Minnesota Wild related uh, through our Lockdown Wild coverage. Now that your first listen of the day is finished, I will again point you to either Locked On Blackhawks or uh, Locked On NHL. Uh, to uh, get some further info if you're curious or if you want to uh, get the latest on the Chicago Blackhawks scandal. Um, uh, Obviously, a lot of new information coming out here yesterday, uh, late into the night. And so uh, your best bet is to go to one of those shows uh, to try to get more information as that situation continues to unfold uh, throughout the hockey world. Uh, Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and YouTube. Make sure to follow our YouTube channel and put notifications on so that you don't miss out on any of our great videos uh, throughout the week as well. We've got all sorts of great wild content we're rolling out for you as the season unfolds. You can find all of that and new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.